Oh, hey, babe. Um, I'm not your babe. Welcome to Not Your Babe, the podcast celebrating female empowerment, women in business, and tackling some of the issues that women face in modern day society. I'm your host, Katie Lee, a Liverpool-based artist and a celebrator of indie biz everywhere. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Not Your Babe. We've got Jenny with us today, who is a career coach based on the Wirral. So we're going to be talking a bit about Jenny's journey and we're going to be focusing on how women are perceived in the coaching career um, and the motivational sort of personal development sector. So hi Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. Hello, hi Katie. I'm so excited to to be on a podcast, I feel like a little... uh little celeb (laughs) (laughs) that's the aim love we're all famous here do you want to tell us a bit about how you started your journey so for anyone who doesn't follow jenny um her instagram is ikigai career coaching um ikigai is a japanese concept i'll let you talk a bit more about it so just tell us a bit why you sort of started your own business why you decided to go on your own path yeah so for me so i still um I'll start from the very beginning so when I left school I went on to do a psychology degree so I've always been really really interested in kind of people's behavior I'm I'm quite a nosy person I love 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 hearing about what other people do what careers they do how they got there um why they wanted to do it um and kind of what skills they needed to get into the the job that they wanted. And I've always been one for like Googling various types of career. And when I started out, like I had absolutely no clue what I wanted to do. And I still sometimes have that crisis mode where I think, do I actually know what I want to do? Um, And I think everybody feels the same. Like sometimes you, you go through periods where you're not entirely happy with with what you're you're doing and then you need to pivot. Um, But yeah, so I've always been really interested in careers after I finished university, I went and started working in human resources and I still do now. So I still work nine to five in, in HR. Um, and with that, that's kind of given me so, so many skills in um, areas like recruitment. So I do, I've do i done a lot of recruitment through my time in HR. So reviewing people's CVs, interviewing people for jobs. And also in HR, you support everybody in the business so people from all different um functions within the business so I feel as though I've got a really good understanding of what a lot of different kind of jobs um do and skills that are required in order to do those jobs so I've always felt as though I wanted to do something a little bit more than just work nine to five like I suppose I can talk about Ikigai a little bit in a bit and why I chose um that to be sort of my my title mm-hmm. um but I feel as though like I've always had a bit of a call and I've always wanted to help people um people have tended to to come to me a lot if they've not really known what to do with their lives they're struggling with their careers and I hear all the time so many people kind of say they're not particularly happy in the jobs that they're doing um, they have no clue what they, they want to do um, as a career and I just felt as though I could really support people who are in that situation and I don't think that career advice at school or my experience of it was particularly great so I started the career coaching page um mid lockdown I had quite a little bit more time on my hands as well so I thought I'll start the page see how it goes I just want to be there for people to give them practical career advice but also touching on looking after your well-being um 
within the workplace, um, even for people who are currently on furlough, so how they can, you know, what what kind of mindset tools that they can incorporate um, just to stay positive through this particularly difficult time. And I know the job market's particularly difficult. So my mission was really if I could help at least one person find um, a career that they love or a job that they love, then I feel as though I've achieved something through that. Um, Just when you've said then about the jobs market, obviously it's such a difficult time at the moment, as you said. Um, And I think what's really nice about being like a career coach or like as you say like having knowledge of all the different backgrounds and all the different things that you can do the jobs market is struggling but I think it's kind of opening up for new possibilities like you said during lockdown you had sort of more time like whether this would have been something you would have done anyway but it's just sped up that process because you've had more time to think about it more time to get the ball rolling Um, and I think a lot of people felt very lost at the beginning of lockdown because the world we knew kind of crumbled overnight didn't it and then (laughs) it's um I keep using the phoenix analogy of like it's been a really difficult year and now we're all sort of rising from the ashes of this year to sort of pursue our new career or it's sort of taken the rose-tinted glasses off of yourself and you're like why didn't I start this sooner like I should have done this earlier and I think everyone's had that collective moment of like what am I doing with my life I feel like this isn't what I want to do forever um which I know you sort of said last time we spoke before we were on this podcast you'd said you'd had that moment in lockdown where you're like I, I want to do I just I'm going to give it a go um yeah and it's really yeah really inspiring would you be able to talk a little bit about Ikigai because I have looked into it myself and I think it's a really interesting um concept and why you sort of chose that for your name course it's so interesting and you know what like I wish I could say that it's something that I have lived by for years and years and I truly think that I found my ikigai but it's not it was something that I started reading about during lockdown and it really really like just struck a chord with me I think because you see all the time and Instagram's particularly bad for it is you see like do what you love and you'll never ever work a day in your life or you know you've got to have this most amazing passionate career but that's not necessarily for everybody not everybody can can do exactly what they they love um but the concept of ikigai is that if you can combine what you love what you're good at what the world needs and what you can be rewarded for you can live a really purposeful life and whether that's kind of through your career or through your hobbies or interests or even volunteering you can find that one thing that brings you a lot of joy and it just kind of really resonated with me I think you can't always do like one of my favorite things to do and I think I talked about in a recent post like I love to take naps I love to sleep but I couldn't make that into a a viable career like it just wouldn't work for me so by taking (laughs) there's a gap in the market there official mattress (laughs) tester that could be a job (laughs) see (laughs) do I think outside the box (laughs) there must be something out there and if anybody listens to this (laughs) and uh has the perfect job for me then please get in touch um (laughs) but yeah kind of I think it just makes you look at things in, in a much um I suppose, in a wider viewpoint and it allows you to bring in what you do love but also what you're good at. And a lot of the time when speaking to people, people find 
great great careers doing things that they're particularly good at and normally what you're good at you tend to enjoy as well because you're good at it you excel in it you get lots of rewards um so I think finding your strengths is really really important to find in a career that you love as well um but then Ikigai goes much much further so it comes from a place in Japan called uh, if I can pronounce it properly Aokinoa um and it's a place in Japan who has like the highest proportion of residents that live past 100 and they believe this is down to them all finding their ikigai living purposefully reducing stress being more resilient and I think it's just a really lovely way to live your life yeah I think there's a um I'll have to put it on a link but there's a diagram isn't there like it's like a Venn diagram of like your ikigai is like the center of the diagram and then outside is like your purpose what you're good at what you love and it's like bringing all those things together because that just when you said then about in your careers um it's quite often that whatever you're good at tends to be something you love as well but I've found in the past that I've been not to like toot my own horn but I've been really good at jobs that I didn't enjoy at all like I was a (laughs) store manager and because I'm someone that has struggled in the past with like anxiety and I'm quite like a conscientious person when it comes to um keeping on top of admin and keeping on top of my staff like it's mainly anxiety driven um but so I it was in a pharmacy so actually being anxiety driven and being into the detail was actually a really good thing to have for that job and it made me really good at that job but I found it really stressful because I was constantly it was kind of feeding into each other like my anxiety would made me good at the job but the job made me more anxious so on paper I was actually really good at it but I didn't really feel fulfilled and I actually did take a lot of that work home with me because I felt like I couldn't switch it off because obviously like the you know the worst that can happen in a pharmacy is actually you give out the wrong medication and someone gets very ill um so that was on my mind so on paper I was really good at that job and I was good at motivating my team didn't enjoy the job and I didn't find it purposeful and I found it quite draining and I think that's quite common if you're not living your ikigai which is I think it translates literally as like purpose or something like that doesn't it um life you're not, purpose life yeah. purpose so if you're not living your life purpose your whole body almost like you do get a lot more tired if you're not doing a job that you love there's like a few yeah. different stages like you could be doing something that you're good at and you don't love you can be doing and then you love stuff that you're not good at <laughs> there's like a few different yeah. ways around it and it guys where you're like okay you're good at it you love it and it's bringing value to the world and it's bringing value to you and it's finding that thing and you do it through a lot of sort of soul searching like personal development that's one thing I sort of wanted to speak to you about as well so in the world of personal development um which I know you're obviously part of and I've always been inspired by like motivational speakers I find a lot of the people who I look up to or are in that arena, it's predominantly male. Yeah, I think it does. And I think not even just in personal development, I think in a lot of, you know, careers, you do seem to have these like male figures that tend to have like smashed it and, you know, gone like, and they're on TV, they're on the radio. I think within the coaching world, I think everybody knows of Tony Robbins, who you mentioned before, he is... And he is really inspiring. Like, if you've not listened to him, then go and watch some of his videos on YouTube. Um, And he was kind of one of the first people that someone kind of suggested that I watch um, when I was thinking about going into coaching as well. Especially, I do an NLP course, which is Neuro Linguistic 
programming, which is all linked to um, sort of coaching practices and almost like the psychology behind process coaching mm-hmm. um, and Tony Robbins implements that a lot in his his talks and I think there are a lot of other men so you've got Jay Shetty who's amazing um you've got I think you mentioned Gary Vee as well all these really really great inspiring figures but yes I don't think there's always that female um at that same level there are a number of amazing female coaches that I look up to I recently just did a, a course run by Lucy Sheridan um who is amazing kind of she calls herself a comparison coach but again she's probably not seen as widely as someone like Tony Robbins and I think it all goes back to um I think sort of males do tend to put themselves out there sometimes a little bit more than women um I saw a statistic not long ago um I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically like a woman will not apply for a job or go after something unless she feels as though she is 100% ticked all of the boxes and skills that she needs, whereas a man would go even if it was like 50%. Um, And it just shows, I think, where we as women hold ourselves back sometimes. Um, And I think it tends to boil down to that lack of confidence or assurance in ourselves that we we can really go after what we want. And I find that a lot with people that come and talk to me. So I would say that 90% of the people that message me and get in touch um, to kind of talk to me about career coaching come from women, uh, which is amazing because it shows that they want that support and help. um, But it also shows that they probably aren't feeling as confident in their abilities to go after exactly what it is that they want to go after compared to um, men that are in that similar space and I don't know whether that's kind of men just don't feel as though they want to contact a female career coach or they just don't feel they need that support but I do feel as though women specifically suffer a little bit more with their confidence and their abilities to go after exactly what they they want to go after um I think it's definitely just when you said there that you get more women contacting you I think it's definitely confidence in your own abilities but I also think as women um and I don't want this to come across the wrong way but they we do for me personally I always kind of have that fear of coming across arrogant by being confident and I think it's quite a common thing that you don't you know it almost feels strange to really big yourself up because in our society we're so not used to doing that we're kind of used to taking the back seat or um you know, when you're talking about, like, I haven't looked at Lucy Sheridan, but I will, but one of my um, top motivational speakers is Brene Brown, but she is the only, like, the only female I can think of, and I might be wrong, I'm sure there is others, but she's the only one I can think <laughs> of that has come to that same level as, like, Tony Robbins, Gary V, Jay Shetty, um, and actually, you know, Lucy Sheridan, or uh, there's uh, so many other female coaches and motivational speakers who the stuff they're saying is of as much value as the things that Jay Shetty is saying or Tony Robbins but they're just not pushing themselves on that platform as much and I think it's I think it comes partly from a confidence thing but also partly from not wanting to seem arrogant I do think we tend to um humble ourselves a lot more as women when we shouldn't whereas guys wouldn't they, they don't they're not as bothered about you know like Jay Shetty was a monk um and he is still 
shameless he shamelessly promotes himself um and he talks about like not wanting to go with the ego and all that kind of stuff but he still has to promote himself because he is actually running it as a business and he's still selling himself you know like that's that's I don't see that as a bad thing um but for some reason when it's in our own heads and when it's yourself that you're promoting it feels wrong and I think there's like a very limiting belief in our society that um we we are we limit ourselves because we're like well who am I to be coaching who am I to be saying that and um especially if you're like same as me and you like if you're in your 20s if you're quite young and a woman you automatically put yourself on a lower rung of the ladder because you're like well people are just going to think I'm young or inexperienced or I don't know what I'm talking about and actually I'm 25 and I have worked in so many different jobs for my age and I know more than some people who are older than me who've been in the same job their whole life so actually it's totally irrelevant what your age is what your gender is it's completely what you've done and who who you know and what you've learned and how much you're willing to put yourself out there and it's you have to have an enormous amount of moral courage and confidence to be able to just put yourself out there and be raw and vulnerable and open and say this is what I'm doing this is who I am um and I do think it's it's something we really need to work on as women because I used to think that the reason there was a pay gap or the reason it was there was sexism existed was because of the way society was and I do think a lot of it is societal conditioning but I also think a lot of it is that we are our own problem (laughs) we sort of put ourselves in the shadow a bit because we assume that's where we're going to end up anyway so we might as well save ourselves the embarrassment and just take a back step and actually you won't no unless you take that step forward and put yourself out there and give it a shot and be shameless because actually the worst that's going to happen is you know you might not get any likes on that post or no one will tune into your live and I'm sure everyone at one stage like Jay Shetty I'm sure Tony Robbins when he first started out no one was listening to him to start with you you don't (laughs) get big overnight that'll have taken years and years of probably quite slow progress before you get your big moment and you suddenly burst into the spotlight absolutely it's a scary world and you know what we do we help we hold ourselves like I know I hold myself back from it's those limiting beliefs that we have and I think they're so hard to overcome sometimes by yourself because you may not even realize that you've got that limiting belief so like the first step is actually realizing that that you are holding yourself back so if you think oh I'm too too young or to be a coach and that was one of the biggest things that held me back from starting my page it's been sort of one of the biggest thing that's I think held me back from going after promotions as well at work is thinking oh I'll be laughed at because I'm considerably younger than a lot of other people who am I to tell somebody how to you know apply for jobs when I've only had you know maybe four or five myself um and I think it all boils down to what you think about yourself. Like no one has ever, ever told me that I'm too young to do this. In fact, when I actually told people that I wanted to set up a career coaching page, all I got was, that sounds amazing. You'll be really good at that. Go for it. So in my head for all that time, I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to get laughed at. (laughs) No one thought that. And you know what? If they do and people are laughing at me behind my back or, you know, sharing my Instagram posts and saying look at this nonsense Jenny's writing about like I don't see it it shouldn't it shouldn't impact me I shouldn't worry about what other people might be saying about me because at the end of the day 
I'm still helping people. Um, I'm doing something that I really enjoy doing. Um, and I think that I am, I'm hoping that I do add, add some value um, to some people that are currently struggling with their careers. Um, but yeah, I think limiting beliefs is something that a lot of the time we do need support in getting ourselves through that, either from a coach or even friends and family, um, just to identify and kind of yeah I think that's the first step and as you say like the hardest part actually is realizing that you've got these limiting beliefs because the way your brain works someone described I can't remember who described it described it like when you go skiing and if you go down the same route each time that ends up embedded in the snow you have that deeper track in the snow so you have to almost treat your brain like a ski slope and just put fresh powder down start again wipe the slate clean so the way I've done this I've done a lot of meditation um and you just have to sort of almost go back to a very childlike state and think okay well who was I before the world told me who I was meant to be like how much of this is actually who I am and how much is it that I'm doing for my family like for my friends my parents like am I following this path for myself or is it because it's what I feel I should be doing and what I feel I am capable of because the truth is everyone is capable of doing anything they want to be and such a simple statement but it's so true like if I wanted to go and be a astronaut I could you know like there's nothing the only person who's stopping you from doing anything is yourself and especially at the moment where we're in this pandemic and I know like the jobs market's drying up and everyone's sort of panicking about their jobs and I'm a firm believer that this is just another obstacle like there's been there's so many reasons why you shouldn't follow your dream anyway um and covid is just another obstacle it's just it's just another excuse um not necessarily even an obstacle it's just another thing to be like oh well I can't do it because of that and the way our minds work it is actually from um the way we've evolved our minds react quicker to fear than they do to positive emotions so naturally our brain will try to protect us from anything that it thinks is going to be a dangerous situation but actually a lot of that reaction is totally outdated so stuff that it thinks is a is a threat isn't so like change or like changing career going on stage like all those things that like you go into fight or flight response mode even though the actual threat isn't the same as it would have been in the past where it's like a tiger's gonna come and get you like it's not the same it's not the same threat as you go into a new job but our brains process it in that way which is where we get a lot of those limiting beliefs where over time we've told ourselves that because you don't even realize you're doing it and I think that's what makes it so hard because it is a lot of it is unconsciously done um so you're just programming your brain to think oh well I can't do that I can't do this and actually you have to just strip it back a lot of that doesn't actually happen it's just your brain sort of pre-empting and trying to protect you from threats that probably aren't even going to happen <laughs> a lot of the time <laughs> isn't it? what our minds actually do to us and the more the more you think that you have that kind of belief, the more it becomes you. So you just internalise that as, oh, well, that's just me. I can't change. When you can, everybody can change. It's harder to change some things, but you can, if you don't want to be a certain way anymore, you can mindfully change that about yourself. But you have to want to. Yeah, you have to want to. And a good way of doing it is assessing your motivations behind why you're doing something so if you're doing something because you're motivated towards it you're going to be a lot 
more likely to commit to it than motivated away from something so for example um if you're in if you're in two grand's worth of debt and you want to get out of debt so you start working loads of extra hours doing loads of extra like side hustles and then you get out of debt and then suddenly that drive's gone because you've hit the target because you're running away from getting out of debt whereas if you're running towards something so for you if you're building your new career as a coach you're going to stay with that and you're going to stick with it because the the value and the goals is a lot more fluid and you can you know it's not as like a as setting stone yeah. and you're and you're enjoying the process as much as you're enjoying the goal whereas if you're running away from something you get to it and then suddenly that feeling's it's sort of gone. been satisfied then it, you, you you've hit yeah. your target it's gone yeah the mind yeah. is a weird weird place we're our own worst enemies at times really are <laughs> so would you give any advice I like asking this question I ask everyone if you could give some advice to your 15 year old self what would you tell them I actually prepared for this one so I've been <laughs> listening to your podcast which I absolutely love the advice that I'd give myself would really be to stop caring about what other people might actually think of you so when I was in school when I was younger I was honestly the quietest person ever and it held me back an awful lot because I wouldn't go and do things because people kind of classed me as the quiet one I wouldn't put myself forward for um like things that I wanted to do purely because I just didn't think I would really fit it and um and I was worried that if I suddenly like rocked up to school one day and was who I wanted to be and was confident and chatty, then people would laugh at me and um, kind of not accept this new gen. Um, so I think looking back, like my advice would be just don't care, just go ahead and do it. Because I did. I went off to uni. I made new friends, like some of the best friends ever. And I was like my true self and I was really confident Um got involved in things that I wanted to get involved with and my confidence like grew and grew and grew um but that I suppose stuck with me a little bit in terms of uh, before starting like my ikigai page I thought I can't show up on social media I can't like do videos and let people see that because there's still people from school who all remember me as this quiet person and be like what the hell is she doing (laughs) um so I've like been able to let go of that so I definitely like if I went back to 15 year old Jen I'd just be like just go for it <laughs> don't worry about what other people think because they really actually don't care that much they don't I think that's such a good point is that you care in your head a lot more than they actually do and I think it's going back again to that limiting beliefs and how our brains sort of try to protect us from threats that don't necessarily exist anymore yeah. it's all that sort of fear of being abandoned in the tribe and all that you know primitive instinct of not wanting to be the one standing out or being lost from the tribe or all those kind of fears that definitely do reach their peak I think when you're in secondary school because you're of a quite impressionable age it's where everyone's sort of starting to differentiate a bit you're sort of finding your starting to find your niche sort of finding your path in the world and it's that scary notion of like okay well what if I find this path and no one comes with me like what if I'm on my own on this path like I went to an all-girls school and it was terrible for it like we I spent so long in school trying to fit in and then you get out of school and you're like what the hell was the point of that like no one in the real world tries to fit in you actually are not gonna find yourself if you're just trying to be like everyone else and trying to you know make make yourself so small and I think it is definitely a a 
female trait as well, unfortunately, that we do tend to take that step back um, and care too much what other people think in school it seems like the worst thing in the world but actually even if you were getting talked about for doing something probably it'll only last a day and then it'll be someone else's the gossip of the day but at the time it feels like the end of the world if you're gonna end up being like the butt of a joke or something and it's building that confidence in yourself where if someone says something or you are shy you're actually okay with being shy or being quiet like my sister is really quiet and she was in school but she's not necessarily shy she just enjoys her own company <laughs> and she's sort of said yeah. she's like I've just not found anyone whose company I like more than my own and I was like well yeah that's fair <laughs> that's fair enough like that actually I respect that because whereas I was like trying to please everyone and like trying to chat to people all the time but actually I felt very lonely because I was when you try and please everyone you actually end up pleasing no one because you're not um being true to yourself exactly and you can be two things like that's what I've realized like I would still even though I wouldn't class myself as shy I'm probably not the loudest person ever but you can be quiet and reserved but still be able to have this amazing career really like sell your product or service and go after kind of those massive jobs that that you'd love to go after like you can do both um you've just got to accept to think who you really are and go just go after what you want Absolutely. I think that's a um, a common misconception around like self-love and self-acceptance is that you should just love yourself completely. And actually, true self-love is knowing what your weaknesses are, knowing where your flaws are and sort of being OK with them, like knowing like, OK, well, that's just not my thing. For me, I'm not the best at organising myself. Um, I was as a manager but that was mainly driven by like a fear and like anxiety of like the medication being wrong not actually very organized but I'm well aware of that and like anyone in my family will tell you that my room is normally a mess um I like to call it creative like chaos but you know um but (laughs) I'm well aware of that and it's something I work on I'm organized with stuff that I'm passionate about like my business and like pod like podcast and all those kind of things I'm I'm organized when I need to be but in my personal life I'm not and I know I never will be because I'm like well I'd rather use my energy (laughs) on my business but for me I might okay well I'm just like I'm never going to pursue a career being a cleaner like that's just not me um and you know there's and I wouldn't ever pursue a career being like an admin assistant or like in an office job because I just know that's not where my strengths lie and that is absolutely fine I think when you're in school you kind of feel like if you're different or not as good at certain things you feel like you failed and actually it's not that at all like you can have skills and attributes that aren't something that can be quantified by an exam um so for me like talking to people connecting with people networking I'm really good at that and I always have been but that's not something that I could do an exam in at school (laughs) they're not going to do an exam in podcasting or networking events or helping women inspire like that that just wasn't on our curriculum and so because I wasn't that great at on an academic aspect in terms of like maths and sciences I struggled with them I did find it quite difficult in school at times and then I've come out and I was like actually no my skills just aren't something that fit into a product a project category like a subject category it's different skills like social skills more like emotional intelligence and it's realizing that actually okay that's just who I am like that exams testing scenario just didn't suit me it didn't suit my purpose 
Exactly. And it's not for everyone. Like, I think that's where, I suppose, people like us, like coaches come into play because I think you can pop out the other end of school and think that you've got, you know, you've not done particularly well in school. You've not got much confidence. You're really worried about what you might do next. When in fact, there's so, so much that people can go off and do that's not academic. And I just don't think that it's shouted about enough. Um, especially for sort of young people. I think there just needs to be more support in terms of finding what it is that you love, finding, you know, exploring careers and understanding that it's okay to jump between different types of career until you find what what is right for you. You don't have to leave school, get a job and that's it. If you want to change, you, you, you can and you should. Yeah, 100%. I think it's something that like career coaching... I think you mentioned before about there wasn't really support in school and there definitely wasn't in terms of career options that weren't the norm. Like it was very much a get your A-levels, get a degree, do a proper job. And I was like, I just don't feel like that. Whatever that is. And now it's like, okay, but actually people are running a YouTube channel and making millions and there's people who are full-time travellers and blogging. Like there's people who are running podcasts and making loads of money there's people who are like using online internet and like there's literally people creating their own job titles and being really successful in it like most of the people I get on this podcast have not gone for a normal normal like normal and in inverted commas I realize you can't see me doing that with my hands but I did normal job or like a real job um we've all carved our own path and it's something that I think we need to bring into the school curriculum from an earlier age even as early as primary school just sort of saying to people actually no you don't have to go down that normal path you base you can create any job you want to be as long as you're adding value to the world and you've got enough faith in it and you've got enough belief in it that's what people buy into at the end of the day it's not necessarily how many hours you've put into something it's the amount of value that you're giving to the world um, and that you're giving to society that's what people pay for even sometimes the amount of experience if you've got something to say you've got a good message and people want to hear it just go for it there's so many different platforms that you can do it on now Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with social media I love it sometimes but it can I think there's definitely a downside to it but in terms of being able to promote and start a business and try and make passive income like there are so many different ways to do it now my parents generation it's really difficult to explain if you're going off the beaten track that actually that is something that you can make money from and it's going to fulfill me so why would I not do that but it's so hard at first trying to explain that to people and I think it's something that we should bring into schools to be like actually there is a million different options you can be whatever you want to be you just need to sort of stick with it and don't let the outside noise throw you off just stick to your your path I love that I love that yeah I think if I (laughs) my dad understands what I do I think he may fall off his chair if I was like I'm just gonna go and do this online business (laughs) just just like trying to explain it to people that don't fully understand but it's just I love that's why I've enjoyed listening to your podcast so much because I just love listening to all of the achievements that people have made especially kind of during lockdown as well um and I think Instagram I didn't really use Instagram that much to be honest before I set up the page but my new page the only people that I follow are people that really kind of inspire me and make me feel good about myself um 
And that's what Instagram can actually do for you. So rather than sitting there scrolling, comparing myself to to unrealistic sort of people that I could maybe couldn't ever be like, I sit there and I learn things and I listen to people that add value to me and um, make me feel good. So there's so much good to come from social media, but I think at the same time, like it's so easy to get trapped in that comparison area where you kind of sit there and you make yourself feel rubbish about yourself because everybody else has got better lives or better houses or better clothes than you when in fact you don't actually know who they are beneath their Instagram page. 100% people's Instagram it's just a highlight reel and actually when you go into that comparison zone the rabbit hole as I like to call it um you have to remember that when you're doing that how many people are looking at your Instagram and thinking the same like how many people out there however many followers you got you don't know that people aren't looking at yours and thinking wow I wish I could be doing that and actually the grass is always greener on the other side it's human nature we're always going to look for some reason why we're not doing as well but actually we we all have our own strengths so like you might look at someone and be like wow their house is really nice and they, they'll be looking at you thinking wow she started her own coaching business that's amazing I wish I could do that so you know you you don't know like every, it's human nature and it comes up so much about social media that we're comparing I'm like yeah we're all doing it so actually and it's so hard to do but just remind yourself that however many different people you're looking at there is as many people looking at your Instagram and looking at your life and thinking I want a piece of that so you have to sort of give yourself a little pat on the back and I do it now where I'm like actually if I'm doing this I'm scrolling through there is definitely people looking at mine as well or who are looking up to me and so you have to take that moment and be like actually yeah like I'm doing okay we're doing all right here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are and it's that like get to the end of the week I think I can't remember who I learned of it it was someone that had posted something it was like at the end of the week sit there and like list everything that you've achieved during that week and just like give yourself a bit of a well done no one else is gonna do that for you so just list all of the great things that you've achieved even if it's just like the tiniest thing like sorting out a drawer in, in your bedroom or something or or um getting out on on like a walk if you've been struggling to get out and do exercise just reward yourself and give yourself a bit of a well done for achieving things throughout the week rather than being like oh I need to do this next week I need to I've still not done that like just accept what you've done and say well done to yourself that's such a good point because we're so quick to focus on what we've not done um or what we've not achieved rather than looking at it and thinking actually I did all of these things um or I'm just focusing on the things that Mm -hmm. I've not finished or I've not done but just when I'm looking (laughs) at that to-do list I was looking at stuff that I still had to do I was like oh my god I've still got loads and actually I was forgetting all the stuff that I'd already achieved that day or that week we're so quick to not celebrate ourselves and not give ourselves a pat on the back because I think it sometimes you know going back to that point before about sometimes it feeling a bit arrogant to be bigging yourself up but if you look at a lot of the successful male motivational speakers or successful men like CEOs those kind of things they do big themselves up and it and I don't think you would see them as cocky or arrogant because they're just saying actually yeah like I am pretty good at what I do like why wouldn't I if, if you don't if I don't believe in myself why should you believe in me sort of why thing exactly and people love it people love like I know I love it I love like one of my favorite things is seeing people do well like I just love seeing someone like accomplish things and be happy in what they're doing so I know that other people must think the same about you as well so yeah 
definitely important. Absolutely. Really massive thank you for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. If anyone doesn't follow Jenny, it's Ikigai Career Coaching on Instagram or Ikigai? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Ikigai Career Coaching with underscores between each word. Between each word. Um, um, I've got to say, I love your um, branding. I love the colour scheme on your Instagram. It's very pretty. <laughs> you don't understand how long it took me to pick those colours. I think that's probably the hardest part of setting up the page. It's been so long. But <laughs> so I'm no, glad you like it. It's really good. But, and thank you so much for inviting me on today. Like I've really, really enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you as well. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. So hopefully we'll get you on for a future episode and when we're allowed to do events finally Um, but yeah thank you so much for coming on and I'll speak again soon so that was Jenny we hope you enjoyed today's conversation if you're thinking about changing your career or struggling in your job at the moment definitely go and give her a follow on Instagram and reach out to her at Icky Guy Career Coaching I've had some coaching with her myself and I would definitely recommend if you've liked what you've heard in today's episode or in any of our other episodes you can now subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review really really helps other people to find out about what we're doing here at Not Your Babe make sure to follow us on Instagram as well and we'll see you again at the next episode